irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Martins still love German cars. Service dogs can earn you lots of money. These are just a few of the topics we will be covering today. Hello, I'm William Mayoff. And I am Nancy DeFabio, and welcome to Animal News Magazine. This is a live radio show about animals, and the topics range from animals in science to animals in agriculture, animals in entertainment, and animals in religion. Animals play an important role in our daily lives as individuals and as a community and as a society, and this shows about increasing our knowledge and our understanding of the animal world, and from that information, you can draw your own conclusions. Um, Not very long ago, Fur was the envy of most women. Vegetarians were regarded as strange people, and I actually was one of them. I became a vegetarian a long time ago. People thought I was really weird. I'll vote for that. And uh, vegans were virtually unheard of. What what is vegan? What does that mean? Um, And animal circuses were actually a popular event. And then in 1980, a woman came along, and things started to change. And I'm very, very pleased, proud, and very excited today. And humbled and honored. Truly, to be talking to Ingrid Newkirk. She is the founder of PETA, and she has a new book out called Animal Kind. And that book emphasizes, among other things, the importance of having the understanding and respect of all animals. So she'll be hopping on in about 15 minutes, and I really, really look forward to talking to her. But before we start... What a cha- champion. A really kudos to, absolutely. to Ingrid she, uh, she accomplished she the, uh, the unthinkable, really. She was a game changer. Um, Beautiful person. Well, or it wasn't popular then, but we'll talk to her a little bit more about her book and other things. But before we start, why do seagulls live by the sea? Do you know, William, why do seagulls live by the sea? Because if they lived by the bay, they would be bagels. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We've had better ones. We've had, We've had better, better ones. ones. And I usually repeat that joke all week long. This one I don't Yeah, okay. Sleep. I'll try to find better <laughs> ones. We do have listeners. This is another listener who, uh, he's a Richard uh, Walt, Wiseman. I have a hard time pronouncing the word Weitzman, and uh, he's from Colorado also. Is he getting had, a T-shirt? Yeah, well, of course. Okay, now that you mention it, we can we can send him a T-shirt, but I need to get his address. So if you're listening, Walter, could you please send me your address so we can send you a gorgeous T-shirt? Amen. So what's in the news? What's in the news? Well, I thought you'd never ask. You know, the Stone Martin, spelled M-A-R-T-E-N, is a weasel-like animal about three feet long with brown fur and a white blaze on its chest. These sharp-toothed furry beasts have a habit of making their way squeezing into parked cars and feasting on plastic hoses and tubes. Never heard of them. It likes to chew on rubber. Specifically, it likes to crawl into car engine cavities and chew on the wiring. Wow, and I thought it was just rats. As a result, in Germany, car insurance companies that cover Martyr der Beast, Martin Bites, is highly recommended. Uh, according to GDV, an insurance group, Martins were the fourth leading cause of non-collision auto damage in Germany in 2017. 
That year, they chewed through $79 million dollars. worth of cables, and they're still going strong in Germany and Switzerland. In 2016, a Martin hopped onto an electric transformer at the Large Hadron Collider LHC in Switzerland, short-circuiting it and briefly knocking out the uh, particle accelerator. Earlier that year, the LHC lost power when a cable was chewed through by an animal, which, though rather charred, appears to have been a marten. And I never heard of these creatures. i got to look for them. They're little furry animals. Um, Unfortunately, many people trap them uh, in, in Canada and on the border of Canada they and the look US. like well, they look like what they What's look it? like uh, little minks but not as attractive I guess oh, but God. they're uh, they're well, pretty gotta, cute gotta Google image them uh, is there an explanation for this well some biologists note that electrical insulation manufactured in East Asia sometimes contains fish oil others think the culprits may be mostly young martins that do not know what is edible damage tends to peak in spring when the young are born so we really still don't know what it is, but they have come out with some... Uh, auto, actually, automakers are working on building some defenses against this. It was in the Wall Street Journal. I didn't get the chance to read the rest of the article. But they do have these motion-activated devices that you can buy. Amazon has a few. Um, I think there's one called Stop and Go, and it uses high-frequency tones, and it oh. uh, it lures them sound away. Sound deterrence, sound deterrence, like gophers. Yeah. Yeah, like, like gophers, but I don't know if it works. But, they, I mean, it's pretty serious. It's been going on for a long, long time, and uh, people well, are getting upset. You but know? the sound <laughs> deterrence. Like and Martins are getting electrocuted. They're getting charred and burned, so it's not good for anybody, really. But I like the sound deterrence, too. Like, I'm going to try with the gophers that plague us. Yeah. Put some sonar, little. we'll see if that's a gimmick or something legitimate. I don't know. And we could use a humane way to get these guys to not uh, damage cars. Well. How about that? Or destroy themselves or hurt yeah. themselves. Well, you don't want them to hurt. You, you don't want them to hurt your car. Right. And you don't want them to get hurt. So I, I don't know about these products that they have. but And we do have listeners in uh, Western Europe. So uh, even though they're not listening right now, it's a little bit too late for them. But they listen to the podcast. We have also podcasts. So you so people out call there. Call in and uh, enlighten us, please. So we get both sides to this and to deal with this issue. Yeah. On to other news. Absolutely. Well, on a July afternoon a few years ago, Henry Goldstein and his registered service dog, Cookie, went to the Limon Jungle Restaurant in New York City for lunch. The two of them were quickly stopped by a waiter who asked for Cookie's papers. The true story, Nancy? Yes. Okay. Although Goldstein presented a copy of the dog's city-issued registration letter, the two of them had to leave without lunch. Goldstein filed complaints with the city's Office of Administrative Administrative Trials and Hearings, Oath, and with Commission on Human Rights, and earlier this year, an Oath judge ruled uh, in Goldstein's favor. Wow. Well, he had his papers. Wow. Judge John B. Spooner of Oath ruled that Goldstein quote, felt humiliated, belittled, and discriminated as he led Cookie out of the restaurant, end quote, and recommended that Bessim Kukaj, the owner of Limon Jungle, should have to pay Goldstein $14,000 in damages and $28,000 in fines to the city. Wow, look at that. That's, that's just that's good yeah, stuff. it gets better. According to the Wall Street Journal, a year after the incident with Goldstein and Cookie, an investigator for the Commission on Human Rights contacted Intermezzo, another Italian restaurant also owned by Kukaj, and asked about having a private party at the restaurant. 
when the investigator announced that one of the guests had a service dog, an Intermezzo employee said that no dogs were allowed because they violated the city's health laws. This is not true, as New York human rights law requires restaurants to accommodate guests who have service dogs that have been registered with the Department of Health. So in September of 2019... Judge Spooner, this is a great judge, man. I can, and I'm <laughs> anticipating this ending. Judge Spooner increased the amount of kukajs. Now he's a recidivist, okay? Uh, the amount of kukajs fined by $50,000, partially because of the blatant discrimination and partially because he wants restaurant owners to take these things seriously. I don't oh. know what's the matter with this guy. He's not getting the message. Kukaj is not, but Judge Spooner's amazing. Actually, this guy, Kukaj, has a few other restaurants. Uh, the, uh, Kukaj, by the way, is spelled K-U-K-A-J, apostrophe uh, uh, as Kukaj. And, and the yeah. restaurants in New York City that he owns is through his B-K-U-K group. B as in boy, K-U-K group. So this is what I suggest. Well, if you, ha- if you live in New York City right. oh, okay. and you have a service dog that's registered with the Department of Health Services, go to one of his restaurants It'll be a cottage industry Get rejected, yeah, well. file the proper complaints, and let's see how much more this idiot is prepared to pay to keep service dogs out of the restaurant. Before he correct his behavior. Yeah, and, and I mean, you got to wonder. be civilized and allow the service is dogs he, to comply with the law. Is he too busy and his employees are a bunch of dum-dums, or does he have all this money to blow? I, I don't understand. And we invite Mr. Kukaj. To come on to the show, the telephone at least, to call in and give his side. Absolutely. We Maybe welcome he doesn't any know comments. what's going on. That's why you, I don't right. know. I don't know. But, but that's a lot of money to pay for not allowing a guy with a service dog to, to, to And just to embarrass s- Mr. Goldstein. Anyway, kudos and much recognition goes to Judge Spooner. Yes. Uh, and Judge, well, he's going to be a neutral uh, bench officer. He's probably not going to want to call in and be one of those uh, featured uh, Judges, but if he's able and if it's Actually, uh, ethical, yeah. if he wants to call the show, maybe a judge could try to get in touch with him, Dale, or producer. Yes, he could be a current day Judge Wapner, and he's more than welcome. You can call the our producer and arrange uh, to call in. Welcome guest, man who upholds the law and uh, respects animal rights and people coming in with service dogs. Absolutely. Yeah, and and he's sending a message, and it's a welcome message. Yeah. Beautiful. So what about uh, the Golden Globe Awards? Isn't that uh, interesting news? Golden Globe Awards, as you, some of you might know, this show is broadcast from Los Angeles, and the talk of the town tonight, of course, the Beverly Hilton, I think it is, uh, is the Golden Globe Awards tonight in Los Angeles. The big news, and, and you know, a lot of this, not to be too cheesy here, okay, is to thank our upcoming special guest, Ingrid Newkirk, okay, is that uh, now people uh, in droves are paying attention to uh, vegetarianism and veganism. And the Golden Globes, amazingly, are going to be all vegan uh, this year. Uh, I don't know uh, what, well, what Rick, impetus that is. Who's Ricky Gervais was a big uh, animal uh, rights promoter, Ricky Gervais, activist, yeah. the host. A public speaker person. Right. Uh, he might have had something to do with it because... Uh, I think it does. The Golden Globes take place at the Beverly Hilton. I just said yes. Yeah. Beverly Hilton here in Los listening. Angeles. And uh, that's right. And so I think, and uh, they had to change the menu. Like they gave them two days to change the menu, so the hotel people are kind of upset. 
that I think it's that I don't know who's responsible for this besides I would like to Miss Newkirk of course and that long uh, transitional well, influence the, in the world that's the, 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 the but, big story but who immediately at the Golden Globes hey you know could you imagine this wouldn't happen or maybe it could for the Academy Awards right because they got all the fancy chefs and this meat this way and this this way yeah but maybe the Golden Globes will set a precedent and influence the Academy Awards and won't that be a memorable day Nancy Right. Well, a lot of people are going to be angry because don't think just because you're a Hollywood uh, person that you're going to be uh, environmentally uh, conscious or animal conscious. A lot of them want their steaks and whatever and their, fur their coats lobsters and or whatever fancy schmancy. Uh, but the good news the about the Hollywood types, folks, as you you know our our listenership, is that a lot of these people can pick up a microphone and influence opinions. There's a lot of people. You're role models for people the celebrity types and all the movie stars and all that. Yeah. And if movie stars and these influential people and all other kinds of celebrities go ahead and state an opinion and some of that some of that rings consistent with some animal decency and rights and we can get fat and saturated and happy enough with yeah. vegan stuff. But it goes beyond food. A lot of them still wear furs and it, no, but a lot of, of them don't. Flying a, but a lot of them don't. And look at the beautiful changes. Look at the glass no, half I, I, full. No, yeah, you have to look at the glass it's half wonderful. full, but you have to keep forging ahead, you know, because a lot of people they need. This is going to make headlines, Nancy. Or it's going to be. They need time to convert to I what I think great. is normal, which is not be cruel towards animals. I think that's you know, but. Like we were saying before, I don't understand, you know, like, how how badly do you want your chicken when you know what's behind all that, the, the, all the, what it went through? You know, you brought up chicken very spontaneously. Okay. There's a picture of our guest coming up. Okay. Listen to this. Miss Newkirk in a chicken cage with chickens. Oh. Showing the dilemma oh. that they face. Well, she's been okay. in a lot so of So we research our guests, and this is a special one. And she's she gets down and dirty with these poor animals that are victimized. She, and she researches Look, she gets stuff. down and dirty, See? that's for sure. She puts her money where her mouth is. Um, but and I'm gotta, not just praising her right now because uh, she's, she's going to be on the, on the show in a few minutes. I've always... Uh, and she, there's been a lot of um, controversy with Pita or Peta. A lot of controversy. Well, the first controversy, she's got to tell us how to correctly pronounce it. Yeah. Is it Pita or Peta? Okay. That would be... The, yeah, that's number one. That would be the first thing. Um, but before, um, as soon as she hops on the phone, we're definitely going to stop talking. But there, there, we got some um, listeners lately who've been asking, you know, why don't you talk about, you know, I have two cats. And they want to know what, you know, their cats have certain strange behaviors. And they want to know what kind of, you know, why, did, why does my cat do what my cat does? Um, I've seen e- some of those I'll emails. I'll talk about it later. I've seen some of those emails. Hello, you're on Animal News Magazine. Is this Ingrid? It is. Oh, Ingrid, I am so happy to be speaking with you. I have idolized you for decades. I am Nancy DeFabio, <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host, and I am William Will- Mayoff. William Mayoff, and I am humbled and honored. It's a privilege talking to you. Very bold, special human being, Ingrid. Welcome to the show, warmly. Thank you. You're both over complimentary. So let's talk about, let's really jump into right away in your book. Okay, let's just jump right in. What is, uh, 
What is your book about, and let, why does let, it no, matter? Let me give us some background of this beautiful saint. We've got a saint, <laughs> okay. a very special guest, Ingrid. Ingrid, I have no ulterior <laughs> motive. Give us a little bit of a background, because they hear, you know, the the, the people out there, they, oh, Peter, radical, terrible, ah, blood on this and that, you know, <laughs> they make their points across. Could you give us a little biography of, you know, you, you know Peter, your background? And, and, and you're not such a hippie radical. You're doing the right thing. And just just give us a little summation, if you would, of your background, please. Absolutely. And, of course, it's the press. Sorry, but it's the press that always reports uh, on our more gimmicky things that we do to get attention to very serious issues that involve animals. Because, as you know, being journalists, it's very hard to break through into the news if you've got something dismal, but it has to do with animals. People want sex. They want conflict. They true. want politics. Isn't that and true? So Attention getters. We do wacky things, and, and, and that is just to keep the subject of what animals need and how animals are in trouble alive. But 99% of our work is something you probably never hear about, which is talking to corporations and getting them to change practices that cause suffering and choose things that are cruelty-free. And we, of course, worked with all the fashion houses who used to say, we have to wear fur, we have to design, we have to sell fur. And now, from Gucci to Galliano to Donna Versace, none of them use fur anymore. So things like that, we have rescue services, um, we are, you know, out helping animals in all sorts of things like floods and hurricanes. But mostly we are trying to get animals out of laboratories and put in modern science that doesn't use animals, doesn't force feed them or whatever, that uses in vitro technology, test tubes, high-speed computers, you know, all sorts of wonderful things we have because of the DNA, human DNA on the Internet um, artificial lungs now, all these kinds of things. So food, clothing, experimentation, and we are happy to say, finally, after years of campaigning, we have managed to get young people to say, no, don't want to go to the animal circus, right. don't want to see an elephant stand on his head, want to see a video game or virtual reality. So that's us. We're just saying, please, you've all got all these choices, Will you please be kind instead of cruel? And sometimes you won't even realize until we let you know what that choice is all about. Wonderfully said. Wonderfully put. Actually, even my son, and it's also how you raise your children because, you know, like parents and teachers are very influential. Not even, I didn't even know this, but uh, when my son was very young, he must have been four or five years old, and he went with his grandmother to the circus, Circus Circus in Vegas, and that's where they still had animals. And she was pretty innocent. She thought, well, you know, she's she was an older woman and it was like the eight, the 90s or something. And she said, okay, let's go to the second floor and look at the circus. And as soon as he got there, he turned his back and she said, well, why are you turning your back to the circus? I don't want to see the suffering animals. And he was just a young boy. So, yeah, let, let's, let's start with our children, like the youth. They're, they're, the, they're our future and uh, they're going to be carrying the baton when, uh, when we are all gone, you know? 
And You're I absolutely the- right. And we're seeing that in schools, too. We just spent $150,000 to help develop a synthetic frog. It's called SynFrog. And we're hoping to get it into all the schools in California first, but all the schools across the country and, and beyond. And what it is, is a simulated frog that has a membrane that's just like a frog's skin. And the children aren't bothered by formaldehyde stench or somebody wiggling real frog guts in their face for fun. You know, they can cut it up. They can take out the little organs. They can look. Although I've never understood why any child needs really to see what's inside a frog. But there you are. Yeah, a lot of them get traumatized. Ingrid, Ingrid, just talking to you, you sound... Like such a good human being, so normal, so unradical. <laughs> so no, normal. seriously, just can, can we talk? May she rest in peace, like Joan Rivers used to say. You sound like such a normal human being. And what do we have to go at? Like synthetic frog membranes. We can do research. You accept the needs maybe to get some medical advancements to do this. But let's choose some choices that would be more humane to an animal. Why make an animal suffer? And so, so here's the thing. You know, change can sound dastardly and devilish and, and you know against the system over the years the 18 1900s and all that but the changes that you're asking that we're asking for you know it might be a difference in thinking but then it becomes the norm and you know what i'm saying and and because i i'm still impressed uh, uh with, with all these veggie burgers now the beyond meat the impossible burger all the alternatives you know, when when you go to the average uh, person, uh, you know, and I know it's house by house, door by door, and it's voluntary and all that. You know, when you talk to them, veganism or vegetarianism, I'm I'm a veggie, but I can convert to veganism. The thing is, uh, I have to make such a big sacrifice. I have to eat carrots all day and broccoli. But Ingrid, it's like, it's, forgive my vernacular, that's retarded. It's crazy. You can go to any store in Britain and, and the United States, and it's worldwide. It's catching all over the world. They make such fantastic hot dog, hamburger, meat substitutes. I, I, I can so easily, you know, gain weight and, and, and eat and, and I love my life. And there's no sacrifice. Honest, honest, honest. Oh, being absolutely. A, being absolutely. Not, not, not I mean, all the taste alikes in the world now. Um, I just had, I was in California at an event, and they had a little boat. It was a cocktail hour. They had a little boat made out of the most delicious mashed potatoes with a little bit of jalapeno in it. And then the little boat had a sail on it that tasted exactly, I mean, really exactly like crispy bacon, which, of course, so many people are addicted to. And it was made of tempeh that was baked in the oven that you can get, as you say, KFC in Atlanta, See? recently they, te- they did a test of vegan, finger-licking vegan chicken, and it sold out in five hours. They had lines around the block, and we have to say, come on, let's get that into our fast food restaurants all over the place. People need to taste it. Once they taste it, then they don't think it's something new and creepy and weird. Right. They think, I like that, and it's better for my waistline, right. better for my arteries. Better for the environment, and, and boy, oh boy, and is it better, better for the animals. Right. Well, so so it's modernly, when they have all these substitutes, yeah, yeah, I don't feel I'm sacrificing, honest to God, anything. I could get fat on it. No. There's fake meat you put on spaghetti. There's they, uh, And what you just said, and Dale, our producer, too, he's been busting for a Southern California Kentucky Fried yeah. Chicken to come up with those products. Duncan has. So... 
There's so many options. Stocks have gone up for that. There's really nothing to miss the sacrifice other than like you've addressed. You, you can breathe easy, put your head on your pillow and not worry. How, how have these chickens been slaughtered? Have these chickens been thrown against the wall? You don't have those ambivalent, horrific feelings. Well, there's also another yeah. thing also, though, is uh, the fur industry. Now, when I a long, long time ago, I went to Burlington Coat Factory and I bought a faux fur coat that I knew was not made from animals. But now we don't know anymore. So how do people, is there a safe way for people to go out there and get a really fake fur coat? How do we know that it's not fur from cats and dogs in China? China. Well, you know, it's true. And and our exposés in China and other countries, especially in the East, are just so horrific. No one can even watch them. I mean, the animals are alive when they're skinned and so on. And oh you just, you, you just can't. If you have a heart, you can't watch. Right. I would say, my, my personal opinion, but it's not everyone's, is to just stay away from the look right. of anything that looks as if it was stolen from an animal or an animal had to be killed for it. Because none of these things, when you see them, are given up voluntarily. And you're right. Uh, we have, over and over again, we have found that pom-poms on hats, for example, or a little fur trim or the lining of a glove has come from dogs and cats in China. And, of course, they don't label it as that. They right. never would be so stupid. Right. Or has been actually marked faux fur. So you as a consumer think you're doing the right thing. Right. But I would stay away from anything that looks like or, or is coming from an animal because they didn't give it up voluntarily something horrible happened and also you, it, psychologically you're, you're you're maintaining this philosophy or look of that look at fur is sexy fur is elegant whatever so just move away from all that so ingrid so, yeah. so, so an important way to advance this this tidal wave of humanity i you know i was reading up on you a little bit how how the world's changed the commonalities you're in the uh, the Chippewa Herald there with that one of those articles that I think you wrote or was written attributed to you about how we've come together the U.S. Congress and the United Arab Emirates and and, and you, you know complimenting there's hope for mankind making these advances. Uh, you know a lot of these companies or governments, if you will, foreign governments, they understand the message in the pocketbook. You know the bottom line, the checkbook. So if the consumers who care from the parents, their kids, and they you know, they give their little little dog spot a kiss, or they go to these Lion King Disney movies. Not knocking any of that stuff, but they got to bring the love and the halos to you know to not buying fake fur, skinning cats, skinning dogs. You, you know, and they got to go to decent places that have maybe have chicken substitutes. If everyone would just turn a light on and bring the Christmas spirit that happened a few days ago and bring it day to day, that's how we can effectuate you know it, it, to change. Wouldn't you agree, Ingrid? Oh, that is spot on, because it's the power of the past. Every single consumer, and this is what I go into a lot in the book, Animal Kind, is every single consumer has enormous power. People say, oh, I'm just one person. No, you're not. You're part of this enormous force. And if you do it, someone else will see what you're doing it and they'll want to do it too. If you cook or buy food for family, friends, co-workers, something you've discovered, or you buy toiletries for a baby shower or a right. birthday present that aren't tested on animals, or you wear something, or even nowadays it's wonderful, 
car companies are coming out with non-leather interiors that are made from things like, I think Volkswagen has one made from recycled fishing nets. And everywhere you see clothes that are coming out with new fabrics that are environmentally friendly, don't cause suffering to animals, make you feel good. And you're part of the 21st century, not stuck in some sort of cave mentality. So use your power of the purse, your consumer power. And in, in the book, I talk about all the ways you may not even know that you have that power, but you have it. You really do. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, what 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 is what is it basically? What what do you say in the book, and what is the the goal? Well, it's two parts actually. Um, it's almost divided in half. the The first part is because I collect all these fascinating things about animals, their talents, their abilities, their emotions. So I don't think of them anymore as likers. I think of them as just us basically Um, because we learn more every day about their intelligence Mm -hmm. their communications abilities so for example even i who collect all this stuff have learned so much more i didn't realize elephants use their trunks the way you would use your finger you know your your thumb and forefinger to pick something up and that they can use it as a snorkel when they swim underwater which they do very well and that they can send these rumbles for up to two miles underground that you can't even detect unless you have really strong instruments, but they can warn elephants two miles away that somebody is killing elephants over here or that there is water over here during a drought. So I've learned about things about mice singing to their infants and even giggling and about how fish collect things underwater, certain kinds of fish to to decorate dens that they make little nests. (laughs) Um, Just fascinating, wonderful things. So the first part is all about who animals are Mm. and how extraordinarily jaw-dropping their abilities are. And the second part is... So so one second, Ingrid, 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 one second. second. What can you do? One, One sec, forgive me. So the first part... We're talking, it's so so beautiful and poetic. The first part of your book, the theme, is bringing these animals to life, not just on a movie screen or cartoon. It's genius what you talk about. It's very enticing. So how they can communicate, you know, two miles away, the trunks, it's unbelievable. So so it brings to kids and to parents uh, that they're more than just what you see, you know, circus animals, heaven forbid, or just big, huge animals, and wow, look at their... You know, it brings they, they, they're sentient beings, right? That's they have right. feelings. They want to protect their young. Right. You know, there's a reason not oh, exactly. to slice. There's a reason not to hunt them and slice and dice them or vanity or club the seals in 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 Quebec and Canada and all that. So that's just beautiful how you bring a different dimension to the animals. So that's the first part. Forgive me, and then I cut you off a bit when you're talking about the second part of what you delve into. It's fascinating. Please go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's, it, it's the first part really opens your mind and your heart and your eyes to who animals are. And you start to see them. They're not just accoutrements to your life. You know, your dog isn't just something that sits in the apartment while you're at work. Right. And the elephant isn't just some big lummox that stands on its head because uh, it doesn't mind. Yeah. You, you <laughs> finally realize that they experience all these incredible examples of their joy, their exuberance, their love, as you say, 
for their offspring. Just the same as we have mother's love, so does the cow who tries mm-hmm. to protect her baby from being taken away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just extraordinary. So the second part is all about how there are opportunities galore in our daily lives to do something, whether we're in school or we're at home or we're at work or we're out shopping and we're cooking or you know whatever we're doing, we have this these choices that we don't even realize sometimes we can make. So the second part is outlining things like you mentioned investments. I mean, if anybody had invested in that Beyond Burger, they saw their investment just go through the roof. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, they cooking my phone. They keep bringing stories like that, how they've gone up stock value and how they're competing Beyond Burger. Everybody's getting on the wagon. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's and you demand. know, if you own stock in a company that's doing the wrong thing, I go into this in the book, you don't have to pay a, a nickel more, but you have the ability as a stockholder to bring a corporate resolution and we will help, we will write it, we will present it. Oh, that's fantastic. That I tell all the stockholders what the company needs to do differently, like SeaWorld, not breed the orcas and not... Um, send the orcas to China or not have the orcas in this tiny, tiny cell. So, Ingrid, so you'll give them some guidance. So do they go to IngridNewkirk.com? Do they go to paydot.org? <laughs> tell, tell us, tell us your, your web page and all that so the listeners can, can call, contribute, donate, and, of course, buy your book, absolutely. Direct us well, if you Well, bless your heart. Sure. Yes, the book is for advanced sale. It actually goes to press. It comes out on Tuesday, the 7th of February, but it's available on Amazon and all the regular sites for advanced sale. But any advice about anything to do with animals, please, everyone, go to peter.org. And if you can't find it, and I'm sure you will, but just ask a question. And we have people ready to answer anything that you might wonder about, anything tips you might want any you know reference books videos everything so social media is vital and peter.org is right there for you it's your resource for anything to do with animals you're the best ingrid i have i have to ask you this question now okay so for those consumers including me and nancy who want to get clock for the buck so don't they have smile.amazon.com smile.amazon.com where you can not only buy your book, right, uh, but yes. they can also donate to what a concept to PETA. So, 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 what Ble- do they have to do? Bless you for saying that. Yes, smile, Amazon smile. I'm a member too, and a tiny percentage, but it's a percentage, and it adds up of every of purchase goes to charities of your choice. And PETA is on there, and there are lots of other charities, right. so it's a great thing. See? Okay, before, so repeat that, smile.amazon.com. Yeah. Can you repeat that? Is it Amazon? It's smile.amazon.com, right, Ingrid? It's amazonsmile.com, I think. Okay. And Animal Kinds, the book, is for sale on that um, and everywhere. It's called Animal Kind. Yeah, Animal Kind. Animal, animal Kind. kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. She, um, needs, she deserves a sainthood, Ingrid. I think we should. The uh, interview's not <laughs> over. We love her, and no, she deserves a sainthood, should, okay? We should do some kind of... Uh, campaign or contest and give away a couple of those books okay. uh, but before we go any further and, and thanks for taking the time really I know you're a very busy lady Do are, William and I were kind of going back and forth is it PETA or is it PETA? 
We don't care what you say as <laughs> long as you do something that helps animals. We say Peter likes the bread. Okay. Okay, oh, Peter. Okay, got it. Um, I, I want to ask you, uh, I want to get off the book a little bit. And, uh, you know, when you started out, you started a long time ago, and, you know, Pita or Peta was really using a lot of uh, shocking tactics like nudity, women hanging from meat hooks. Um, you had porn stars uh, advertise, well, you know, trying to relay the message. Did you ever think that that the the that people would find it so offensive that your organization, your work, your mission would kind of fade away. Did you ever doubt about that? No. Like spraying fur coats with blood red paint and stuff yeah. like that. We didn't. We didn't really have much option. I mean, what I mentioned earlier was that you have to get an issue, a social issue of importance, onto people's radar. And the way to do it nowadays, of course, is social media. So we don't have to behave as desperately as we used to right. in the you past. You needed to grab attention. In the past, you had to fight for attention yeah. so, so hard. Right. Yeah. Even if it's negative attention. Okay. You never doubted that, oh, this is going to go down. And she had courage. She had guts. She had, you know she what, believed in, She believed. She's super. Yeah, super. Um, you you <laughs> have your fan club, Ingrid. Don't worry. It's right here. <laughs> You're both yeah. great. Amen. You so and I'm sure you can ask <laughs> this question. By the way, one of the things I ask people to do is if there's a library you can put the book in, then many, many more people will wow. read it. Or okay. don't think it's only for people okay. who are completely understand the whole animal thing, that they Fair. get it. Fair. It's for people who are, what you mentioned, have a dog or a hamster at home and love them dearly, but have never gone beyond that point or would never wear fur, Amen. but haven't thought about angora and wool and the things that we have uncovered right. that are as shocking today as it was for people to learn about fur a long time ago. You know, in my experience, um, I've worked with a lot of people, and uh, I've been—I'm not saying I've been able to—but the thing is, by I don't—I never try to push people. They have to find their own way, and they see me eating a certain way, or looking for cosmetics that are cruelty-free, that are not, you know, tested in China, whatever. And they ask, and they explore. And uh, like, for example, just recently, uh, somebody was talking about he had a ham for Christmas and this and that. And I said, well, you know, they have to process 1,106 hogs per hour. And there are a lot of, a lot of work-related injuries higher than in the beef industry. A lot of people get hurt. And he said, okay, we talked about it. And then a few days later, he said, you know what? Actually, he came back January 2nd or 3rd. This is a colleague I work with. He said, you know, I just, I don't think I'm going to be eating pork anymore. So I really think... Well that, done. No, but I think by... And this well, is because just a lot of the workers, even if you don't care about animals, God forbid, the workers right. at some of these lousy corporations, they get in, they get fingers sliced off with these sloppy corporations. Yeah. They, they get physical injuries. That You brought that up in yeah, the last show. So don't show. you think, Ingrid, that by just like finding... An awareness. People, like awareness. I think that there's some good in everybody, even though sometimes I really lose a lot of faith in mankind. But I think that, you know, if you... If, for most, there's some you'll never, they'll never get it. You know, they're just like, no, I got to have my real fur or whatever. But I think most people, if you just like approach them in the right way, they can come to our camp, don't you think? I agree with you so much. We have a saying, never be silent. It doesn't mean you have to be in anyone's face. 
doesn't mean you have to push something down their throat, but say something. Right. Try to find that connection of something right. they care about. Right. For example, right. we have marched on the picket line with striking workers at a poultry plant. Wow. The other day mm. I saw a woman fishing near our office with those three-pronged gaffs, which are really heavy hooks. And I stopped and I said to her, I'm sorry to bother you. I said, I noticed you were using these hooks. And I said, you see this on my lip? I've just had a, a sarcoma cut out of my lip and boy, did it hurt. Wow. And you know, I just found out fish's lips are so much more sensitive mm. even than humans. So I wonder if it's wow. something that you might not have thought about. I then went on to the grocery store. She was very nice. I went to the grocery store and I bought some of those frozen garden fish fillets. Yes, and I when that. I came back down past her, I said, hey, it just occurred to me, have you ever seen these? Would you like to try them? I bought them for you. <laughs> and she said, never heard of them. Sure, I'll try them. I like fish, but go. I'll try them. So she did. You can always find a way. Voluntarily, oh. one mind at a time. Nancy, you know what she's talking about. Yeah. Nancy's the real thing, by the way. She's really vegan. She influenced me 100 years ago. And I've never gone back. Right. So look how you could have, yeah, Gardein's good product, delicious. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, Ingrid, on a personal note, some of that stuff, and I've never really been a fish fan, even when I would have fish once every 50 years when I was a kid. But some of the stuff is so real in taste that I don't like it, even though I know it's plant-based and veggie. Right, it's like, it, no, this tastes too much like the real like thing. Fish, I can't I didn't have want, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm English, so fish and chips have been dear to me from childhood. So being able to have the Guardian fish fillet with french fries and some lemon or vinegar, Perfect. Oh you know, if it could pass your test, British fish and chips. Okay, if it could pass your I'm going to go to get some garden stuff. Um, before uh, before we let you go, what I'm sure you've been asked well, this question she a million has more times. Time we need her. Let, let's I, just identify. This is Animal News Magazine. Correct. With your host Nancy DeFabio and co-host William Mayoff. And uh, let's not forget our producer and Dale Chadwick. Dale Chadwick is our who's a producer. Vegetarian. We love this show, and we have a very, very—and I mean this sincerely, Ingrid—we have a fantastically special, unique guest. We love all our guests, but this is a pioneering, a heroic saint. I'll call her a saint woman, um, Ingrid uh, Newkirk, a uh, founder of PETA. Right. She so, said PETA. I caught her saying PETA. It's okay. a long e PETA. So I'm going to say okay, PETA. We'll say okay. We'll say PETA. So the Holy are, Grail. So you've been asked this question a million times, and we're going to ask it again. What is your biggest achievement in the 40 years in the work? Well, 40 years is a long time. And if you go to our website, look up victories. And I think they'll knock your socks off because there are so many. But to me, if I give you one tangible one, it's not the one that means the most to me. So I will. But the one that means the most to me is changing all these kids' ideas about who animals are so that they grow up no longer like me when I was growing up thinking it would be cool to have a fur coat, I would have arrived, or wanting to have foie gras or some other fancy steak. These kids are growing up because we've educated them so much, thinking that cruelty to animals is the worst thing. But the tangible victory I will offer is we found out, thanks to a whistleblower years ago, that all the car companies in the world were experimenting on animals by crashing pigs and baboons into walls to test steering wheels. 
And we went to GM and we begged them to meet with us and our scientists and they wouldn't. And we had a huge campaign. And in the end, if you see a, a commercial on TV with a mannequin, you know, in a car crash, that's because we changed every car company in the world from using live animals to using crash test dummies. You mean that that, that that's you really mean that's attributed to the efforts uh, uh, from PETA? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, 100%. you know, Ingrid, I love you even more because Ingrid, a lot of my I'm an attorney also, so is Nancy. And, and a lot of what I do is personal injury stuff too. And I've taken for granted animal mannequins and all that, the crash dummies and all that. I didn't know that the authorship is really in your court and I salute you. I told you you're a saint. I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, but it wasn't an easy campaign. Let me assure you. It had to be escalated and escalated until finally they came. She's so fantastic. So when you started in your basement, I think it was in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. I think that's where it was many, many years ago, like almost 40 years ago with your friends. I think that's the story. Did you ever think that PETA would grow to be what worldwide, it is today? Worldwide organization. Was this your vision or did it just happen exponentially? It happened because of something you said, which is the goodness in so many people. Wow. If you just show them the way wow. and give them an easy way to help, so many of them do. So all our success is dependent on good people doing something, not just sitting back and thinking, I agree with that, but either donating or getting active or speaking to others or cooking for people or whatever it is, writing to the corporation. That's what made us big. But we're not big enough. We really, we're not anything compared to even one of our biggest um, opponents who is doing awful things to animals. So everybody, we need everybody to be kind. Hence the name of the book, Animal Kind. Everybody, let's get on board and do it. Grow, grow, grow. We're gonna we're gonna be mentioning your book even in future shows. Ingrid, Ingrid, Nancy, I need to ask her some things. We've had other guests. We've had lawyers. We're based in Southern California, but our roots are in Canada and all. Nancy and me. But but let me ask you. I'm sure you're well familiar with these ag ag laws. Some of the way you unearth these, you well know better than we do. So the whistleblowers, the, you go in with the, you know hidden cameras and all that. You catch them in the act, horrific things, unnecessarily done to animals, you know, food, to, you know, food to manufacturers and all that, slaughterhouses and all that. Are there any tips, your wisdom, your experience that you can leave for us in our past shows? They're available on podcasts and all that. We have a lot of the governments, the provincial governments, some state governments down here in the states trying to, 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 to stifle and, and not permit, you know, to, to make up these baloney, and I'm being polite, trespassory laws to protect what goes on in the darkness and all that so they can abuse these animals. Do you have any uh, enlightenment, any prescriptions here for us to follow? We'll, we'll use the power of the media as best we can. We attended an animal conference in Halifax at the law school up there. So uh, anything you can give since... 
uh, you know, you have sainthood and, and yeah. you're, you're not that senior, you know, you're still 39 <laughs> years old. But but some of your wisdom so we can, because I didn't know well, agag, schmagag until Nancy. gets struck down as unconstitutional. Good, because there's a strong First Amendment here. It's almost a non-issue in the U.S. Right, almost. right. But some some pr- states, I think, but, still have them, in, you know. But Canada's have a strong First Amendment but like Canada, these things. Oh, yeah. What do you so think is Give us some it, wisdom, It's a very big thing. Give it's us some wisdom. It's a very big thing. And so anyone listening who doesn't know what this is, Please. it's a way to gag anybody from blowing the whistle on cruelty to animals on in agricultural facilities that slaughterhouses, farms, you name it. And a lot of these factory farms are very afraid because we've done undercover investigations, expose after expose. And let me say this, we have never set foot in one factory farm where we have come out to say, well, actually, that's okay. Everything's fine. We have found such things. You mentioned hens having their faces smashed into a wall, men with baseball bats. One the other day, I'll just give you one because there are so many examples. A man in one of these places twisting the chicken's heads off and putting the head on his finger and using it as a puppet. That's a living being with feelings who can feel pain. So all across the United States, they've been trying, one state by another, to introduce these ag-gag laws to throw in jail anyone who took a photo or a video or made a statement about a cruel act, an offense, an illegality that they saw inside one of these places. We have defeated over a dozen of them. We have two lawsuits now against two others. Um, They've been found unconstitutional in places like Utah. And now I see it's happening in Canada Mm. that they're being introduced. I would say to everybody, make sure all your representatives hear from you and your neighbors and your family, any constituents, and they hear strongly and you don't take no for an answer if you hear that such a law has been introduced or is being introduced in your area. Speak up against it and be really vocal and strong and say, not here, Charlie, not here. Amen. Amen. And we have more power than ever because of social media, because of their webpage, email, the Internet. We can bring it through. And they want to look good when the election rolls around Canada or the U.S., the states, the provinces. And we should call them, call yeah. them to account for this. And we need the transparency. Sick what you just, that's going to be a lasting impression, Ingrid, with some scumbag. And this is probably the boyfriend, the father, the brother uh, of someone out there who, who, who snaps the, the neck of the chicken. He doesn't care if it's dead or alive. And, and, and then puppeteers it with it. That's just a sick mind that shouldn't be anywhere near any one of us. Well, those are the kinds what of people that those places attract. What a visual. Know? What um, a visual. Uh, before we. Uh, before we, uh, we, we don't want to let her go. We, we don't want to let her go. She has to go. We, I, 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 would, I, I want her to come over for dinner for crying out loud. We could talk Amen. about this all day Amen. and all night, but unfortunately we have limited time. But I do want to the end. The book is? It's Animal Kind, but we're going to have a little contest. We're going to be giving that book away. But before we Wait, let you go. Wait, it's available Amazon? It's Amazon. February the other, 7th, yeah. right, Ingrid? Actually, all you have to do is just go That's on the correct. internet. and Amazon Smile. Amazon there, Smile. Exactly. And I'll just Google Animal Kind. Um, and uh, you know Ingrid Newkirk and the book will come up already. You know there are other book sellers on uh, online that sell the book. It's a good investment. It's a beautiful author. She's willing to have one or two in a library so people can even access it for, for Actually, free. That's... You can't get a better author, a more saintly, charitable, generous. No, I'm serious. Yeah. But before we go, go can ahead. you tell us a little? Can you? I mean, you don't have to if you don't want. But I, um, I. 
the story about you were uh, protesting, I think it was in New York with Chrissy Hind and the two of you got arrested. Can you tell us that story? Are you free to tell <laughs> us that story? Yes, um, it was some years ago. Chrissy Hind, of course, is the Pretenders, the rock group, the Pretenders. Uh-huh. My generation um, ad- has always adored her. Yes. But, and she's got current uh, things. But anyway, some years ago, I had just come back from India because most leather sold in the United States and in Europe comes, believe it or not, from that cattle-worshipping country, India. What an irony. people... It's totally ironic, and the slaughterhouses are just beyond appalling. So we had followed the cattle vans from non-slaughtering states into slaughtering states for three days and three nights. And these cattle are so exhausted, not a drop of water, not a a grain of a drop of of food, that they actually collapse on the truck. And they're all tied by the nose, and so it's just so awful. So... What Chrissy Hind and I, after writing to the Gap and these other big stores and saying, please don't buy, at least don't buy this leather, and they had ignored us, Chrissy and I took over the Manhattan Gap store main window, and we held up the leather garments they were selling because leather jackets were popular then, and we showed the press and the public the whip marks and the marks. If you look carefully at any leather good, you goods, you will see that there are marks on them. And that's not from processing. That's from when that leather was on a cow or a bull or a pig or whatever. Those are marks from his or her life. And so we were arrested. We spent the night in what they call the tombs in Manhattan. They gave us a vegan sandwich, which oh. was a bologna sandwich without the bologna. <laughs> and we all night, the police on different shifts kept coming in and waking us up if we were napping to have Chrissy go and sing back on the chain gang with oh, them. <laughs> but Still the funny. upshot was the next day, uh, even though we went, we went to court and we were bailed out and Chrissy had a concert that night, the gap decided they would no longer buy any leather from India and China. And today, they have vegan leather as well. Wow. That's a great major achievement. Selfless, selfless, beautiful. Ingrid, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, we appreciate all the work that you do. I speak for all our listeners. And... um, the guest is, is Ingrid Newkirk. She's yeah. great. Animal We're giving her book. Saint Sainthood the book. William just gave you Sainthood. You got so. Sainthood. <laughs> and, and the and the book is Animal <laughs> Kind, coming out February seventh. A bookstore near you or smile.amazon.com. I think that's what it is. She's also the founder. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I said it wrong. It's January the 7th. It's Tuesday. It comes out January the 7th. All right. January 7th. January 7th. That's Tuesday. Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. All our wonderful listeners. Ingrid. Nancy, heartfelt thanks. God Thank bless you. Very You're much. fantastic. You, 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 Thank you both. Okay. Please Thank come you back. All you do to spread the word. Amen. In- Ingrid, please come back. Okay? okay. Thank you very much for your time. Love you. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you, everyone, for spending this time with us. Ingrid Newkirk, amazing woman, 39 years since she launched PayTouch, turned cast. into the largest organization in the world. I can't say enough about this lovely person, but she didn't do it alone. So let's keep the good, keep up the good fight. Keep the good Bye. energy. Happy New Year, everybody. All the Bye. very best. Stay safe. Ciao. Bye-bye. 
You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio.